It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. Once again, I welcome you to another Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this program, prudently committed to protecting your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, my attorney, who should definitely be your estate planning expert attorney, in my opinion, and his name is Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Today, I have to preamble by saying... I have a dog. I skipped the children route at 60 years old. I didn't do that. I have, uh, through my marriage, I have um, other children, grandchildren, stepchildren, these kinds of things. And, and I enjoy every day with them. Um, they live up the street from us in McKinney, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm grateful to have them. But my other child is Oreo, the dog. And I love Oreo. And Oreo's great. And he's a family member. And Jacob has his dog, Cookie, that he loves. Ironically, it's Cookie and Oreo. And Jacob loves his dog. He's the producer of this program, just to remind everyone. And Michael doesn't have a dog. He loves dogs, but he doesn't have a dog. Are you going to get a dog? Is that one of your New Year's resolutions, incidentally? As long as my wife has cats, the answer is probably no. Probably no, no, because? Well, she says that might be interruptive for their lives. And and, and, uh, my wife is a real... Uh, cat lover. Okay. Uh, we have four cats. Okay. Yeah, I know. All outdoor or indoor? Or? Well, they used to be outdoors. They used to be. Uh, until... Uh, you know when we had the great freeze. Well, the first, ca- the first, the mama cat. Uh-huh. Uh, she came in one day and wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she would kind of hiss and paw at you if you tried to dare put her back outside. Right. She has uh, three cat kittens uh-huh. uh, or i say it was they were kittens they're mm-hmm. no longer kittens mm-hmm. uh that were outdoors uh until the great freeze uh and so yes. my wife said they need to be inside the house and uh, they have never left since i see uh so i thought i said well those are outdoor cats and you know, I let them out in the morning, or we let them out in the mm-hmm. morning, and they may go out for a little bit, but mm-hmm. they have now become indoor cats Interesting. for the most part. So at the beginning, you assume they'd be outdoor cats. That changed. And that's really the whole purpose of the program. You've been doing this with me and this radio station for over 10 years now, and we're so grateful for the partnership. But every show, every word out of your mouth is to make certain people don't assume anything, and that you verify where they may be, what the topic is, so that people don't make those assumptions and get burned later. I mean, we should change the name of the program to the Don't Assume program. And that's always been your job, it seems. Well, you know, the, th- the important thing is on anything. What is important to you? Right. What are your goals? What is What do you want to make sure of to things so things are the way you want? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, in this case, 
pets are very important to a lot of people, right. and so many Americans have, you know, it's like you said, it's a member of the family. Oreo is a member of the family. Mm-hmm. But what happens if something happens to you? Right. If you're disabled or if you die, who's going to take care of Oreo? Right. And that gets to and there may be a lot of different things that need to be taken care of, mm-hmm. a lot of different types of situations. Is there and so there are things called pet trust that could be done mm-hmm. uh, to take care of them. Now there's so there's different ways of doing it, and I think we'll talk about a few of those ways here today. Okay. Uh, so uh, it, it basically, it could help. A pet trust could help take uh, have a caregiver who could help pay for the expenses mm-hmm. uh, to the caregiver uh, directly. Uh, of course, if they probably take care of. Uh, probably take care of uh, Oreo the way you would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so one way is to uh, just have something in a will that says, "Oh, I'd just like to, this to happen, uh, executor. This is what I want you to do." It's less enforceable uh, because, uh, you know, well, how are you going to enforce it? There's no trustee. Mm-hmm. If if you give a certain amount of money to somebody, if you take care of the pet. Oh, I want you to do this or that. Well, it gives instructions, but will it be enforced? Mm-hmm. How do you enforce it? So now we do that a lot of times because people say this is what we want, right. and it's simple. Mm-hmm. I want to Oreo to be walked three times uh, a, a day. Uh, I want to he ha, Oreo might need certain medicines to take. Uh, does Oreo have any toys? Uh, is there any special uh, conditions? Is there medications? What happens with Oreo? If I'm out of town, mm-hmm. you know, so or or if I'm deceased, I right. guess, right. Uh, or disabled, that's also another and, issue. And Oreo's important in that sense. And I'm glad you you brought that up because you brought to mind what I think I saw on the nightly news last night while cooking dinner. I do all the cooking in the house, and I really enjoy it. And I keep the news on. And this couple went to I don't know if they're in Oregon or somewhere. And they had their dog, Leo. And Leo was a golden retriever. I don't know why I remember this. And Leo fell off the cliff and dropped like 200 feet. It was unbelievable. Said, oh. And Sarah was watching this with me. We were both horrified. And they went and they saved the dog. I don't know how they saved the dog, but they saved him. And he lived and he limped and he had a broken leg, but he survived. And Sarah said, what would you do? I would probably swan dive over the cliff to go save this dog because I love Oreo so much. And he's a, only a 25-pound uh, German schnauzer. And I just love him to death, and so does Sarah. And so these pet trusts are important. I'm so glad you're addressing this because, like other people, you just it's not just a matter of who's going to take care of the dog, but it's more to it than that. And I think you want to expand upon well, that. I mean, you want somebody. You're going to have to look into, first of all, you say, who do I entrust who would be a good person to, and are willing to be act? And do you and do you ask yourself, will this person carry out my wishes in that is in my trust, or is this person a dog lover and we're sure they'll carry out the wishes that you have those two yeah, to juggle? I'm, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things you have to look into, and that's certainly a few of them. And mm-hmm. and so then you say, well, should I just give them this and hope that they'll hope for the best, or do I have a trust? And you could do the trust in several ways. You could have it in a will, a pet trust in a will. Um, you could have a pet trust <clears throat> in a living trust, your own revocable trust. 
or you could have there's even a statutory form so the government state of texas even has a form pet trust uh if you if so desire uh now it's not as maybe as comprehensive as if you did your own so and it, you know a lot of times it depends on how much money you know if it's not much money then uh that you want to put in but uh then less likely the trust would be needed mm-hmm. Uh, of course, let's say you had a, I had somebody who had a cockatoo. Oh, those, they could live way longer than 40, 50 years, right? More. I mean, they could be, in, in fact, actually I saw, I read something recently about the oldest living, well, they said animal, but I'm not really sure it should be considered an animal, more of a reptile, but a uh, a turtle that right. they said was 212 years oh old. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you saw that. No. I don't know who was the one to determine that, mm-hmm. uh, who was alive at the time, right. to put it in the turtle's birth records. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Wow. If you have a long-living animal, then you have to have more funds in the trust. Interesting. And you may want to say what happens, because even if you had an individual as a trustee, well, that other individual could die too. So do you have an alternate trustee? Or do you have an institution as a trustee? Those are some of the considerations that you have to look at. Mm-hmm. And Or maybe there's a health history. I know... Um, I, I was telling you before we got on the air that my wife and kids uh, went out of town this weekend, and not, it's my re- responsibility to feed the four cats. For how, how many days are they out of town, just for the record? Well, just a few days. Okay. But, uh, you know, they have feeding times. There's okay. a schedule. Which uh, you have to follow, of, of course. Of course, of right. course. It, it has to be right on that time. And they will come knocking if you don't. Uh, they will let me know. <laughs> they will let me know. Uh, Do you are, like the cats, the well, four cats? Well, there are sometimes, yes. <laughs> no, no, they're they're okay. They, okay. They're, uh, they're okay. okay. Now, I don't have the passion uh, that my wife has for the cats because— mm-hmm. You know, she really, really, really loves them because she Mm -hmm. says, you know, when I was feeding the cat this morning, uh, okay, oh, Thomas, the uh, this male cat uh, has to have his medicine and we have to take the pill out this certain way. Oh, this is the way you have to do it. It has to be taken. This powder comes out from this. Take it out like this. Uh, you take the top off, squeeze it, put a little little water in, and you do not chop it up too much because their whiskers may get in the way. Okay. The moral of the story is, you know, that cats, well, in this case, she loves that cat. I mm-hmm. know are those cats. Uh, in our home, I know the pecking order, I will admit. <laughs> there's the animals, the cats, right. there's the children, and then there's me. I understand. Uh, and, so, and you've never said, like maybe others, it's me or the cats? Well, no, I never said never that. Uh, okay. I haven't said that. Okay. Uh, I, they don't bother me that much. Okay. I actually uh, am making fun of myself in the fact okay. that uh, I, I actually like them, too. Uh, uh, just for the record, all kidding aside, are your cats in your estate plan? Not at this time. Interesting. But, you know, I hope that we live a long time, but mm-hmm. they could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if my wife, I haven't discussed it with my wife because mm-hmm. she cares more about the cats than I do. Okay. So, uh, well, we, in our case, we are, I know our daughters love the cats. Okay. Well, that's good. But yeah. if your wife predeceased you somehow, I wonder if she needs to I make mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, well, that's true. The, the idea is the cats would, <laughs> I know that my two daughters would fight over at least one of the cats. Okay. And because they, they really do care about the cats. That's good. And so... Um, They'll see could, to it. 
Yeah, so I think that they uh, that they will be taken okay. care of, and so I'm not too too worried about it in okay. our case. Already, um, but I'm sure that my, if I told my wife that you could have a pet trust, she probably would tell me we ought to do it. I understand. Well, maybe she'll listen to this program and then she'll know. Uh, well, that's that's you know, I was asked to speak uh, at one time on Medicaid, and we're not talking about that this week mm-hmm. uh, for a group of. 300 attorneys or so and there was um uh, at a different city and and i was really surprised i said uh you know usually it takes a few hundred dollars to go in these cle programs and i was asked to speak for eight hours oh my goodness uh, on the topic of medicaid wow which i did and but before i began i said to the attorneys i said um <laughs> Uh, how many has anybody here heard me speak before? And several people raised their hands. I said, I can't believe it. I can't believe you'd spend three hundred dollars to listen to me for eight hours. My wife and children won't listen to me for a second for free. Exactly. <laughs> right. Did you really go for eight hours on yeah, Medicaid? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm exhausted thinking about that. Yeah. I well, can't imagine. Last week's show, we talked about fourteen exceptions. The transfer True. penalty rules alone. So it's and, kind of fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just one. Of, and there's lots of. Programs. I told you there's 109 Medicaid programs. Yeah. You know, one time, it's really kind of interesting. I had, uh, I'll never forget, the the client really loved her pet, probably more than her disabled child. Okay. Well. So she had a pet trust for the cat or dog, I don't even remember anymore, and a special needs trust for her daughter who was disabled, but it was 50-50. And I said the only little bit more complicated area uh, would be if the pet was disabled, if she'd have a pet disabled uh, disability trust. (laughs) They're probably out there for all we know. Oh, that's really funny. Nevertheless, tell us more about pet trusts if you can. So so if you um, uh, have it in your will, the problem with having a pet trust in your will, you could do that and you could say, okay, you know, this is how all the different terms and conditions, and you have somebody enforcing it to make sure that the caregiver does things the way you want. And if and you could even have a protector if the trust, if the executor or trustee isn't acting correctly, you could have somebody remove the trustee, all sorts of things. But what's the problem with having a pet trust and a will? Delay. You have mm-hmm. to go to court for probate. Brutal. You know, so a lot of people have trust, so there's no delay. Especially if there's issues. Remember, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago about when somebody didn't have a will and it had been going on the case uh, for 10 years. Uh, Well, with a will, it's not instantaneous. Mm. You have to go to court. Just because you have a will doesn't mean that the will is good. What if two people want the dog? Well, you're going to have to – yeah, well, that's right if you didn't have a will. If you have a will – a, a pet is considered personal property. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so it would go by your will or trust. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, you, you typically with the will, you say how personal property goes. Uh, and on a trust, you assign the personal property to the trust. Okay. So your stuff, as we call it, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a uh, furniture or jewelry or a gun or whatever – uh, it's just like a dog or a cat is all considered personal property. So you assign it to the trust. Now, the will or trust could say where the dog or cat or whomever goes uh, if you want. And uh, so uh, I know that Oreo, uh, that Sarah, your, your wife, uh, 
would get first dibs, as they say. Mm -hmm. But after that, I don't know. I don't either. It's a good question. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) a discussion you and Sarah might have. It really is. Um, Anyway, so you could have it in a will and put all the different terms and conditions in there, but just realize there'll be delay. So what happens in the meantime? What if it takes a year to probate the will? It's going to take months. We know that because there's under the laws uh, when you have a will, you have to apply for probate. There's a certain waiting period before you have a hearing. All the different th- requirements that uh, in the estates code that you have to go through, and that takes some time. Okay. Now, if you have a living trust, what's a living trust? And by the way, that's different than a living will. A living will is just the pull-the-plug instrument, a directive to physician. Some people get confused by that. A living trust is a, tr- a, a trust, and people say, oh, I don't, do I need to have a trust? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, it really depends on your situation. The reasons for having a trust, generally, avoidance of probate. I just told you it takes a while to probate a will. And if you want to make it instantaneous, basically, um, well, you may if there's a alter if there's a somebody that's not a joint trustee, you may have to wait for a death certificate for that person to be able to act. But you don't have to wait for the court system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, with the uh, will, you have to go by the state's laws. With the trust, you go by your own rules. Besides having privacy, you don't have the will as a matter of public record. An inventory uh, might be a matter of public record. A trust is all private. And you could always, if it's a revocable living trust, which is generally what most people have, then you could always amend it. So maybe you got a new uh, dog or cat, and so it's having Oreo. You had gluten-free Oreo, <laughs> <laughs> GFO. <laughs> so um, you, you can call it. I mean, you could do anything you want, right? And so there's different ways. And then, of course, there is a pet trust, like I told you, the statutory form. Mm-hmm. So in the revocable living trust, you could have a trust within the trust, mm-hmm. just like you could have a trust. For any beneficiary. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't realize you can have trust within a trust. So let's mm-hmm. say you had a minor child. <clears throat> well, okay, you have an underage trust for mm-hmm. the under for the kid that was a minor to who takes care of the um, for the education or health or maintenance of that child. Mm-hmm. If somebody is disabled, we talked a minute ago about the uh, client that had a disabled child. And a pet that, that she loved probably more than her disabled child. Mm-hmm. And so she had a pet trust and a special needs trust in her will. But you could have it in a trust. Mm-hmm. Be, everybody has to make their own choices of what's best for them. Right. Why would they do it is in a will if they could do it in a trust? Well, often when, when you do a trust, it's more expensive to create a trust up front. Okay. And so some people say, well, it's cheaper to do a will, but it may cost on a will. And in that case, too, with a pet trust, you say, well, well, it may take a longer period of time, right. but they have to look at the individual circumstances uh, to see uh, what the, you know what's best for the client. And everybody's situation is different. You remember in um, school when the teacher would say to you, "There's no such thing as a bad question," and there isn't. And that's why Michael has these estate planning workshops, so that you can attend the workshop and ask Michael anything basically you want when it comes to estate planning or government assistance. And we admonish you to attend Michael's next workshop because that is the time when you can ask for free 
about anything regarding your estate plan or government assistance, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, et cetera, et cetera. It's complicated. It's expensive, as Michael said. And you want to be sure that you're current and that you're knowledgeable when it comes to this complicated stuff. So attend this next workshop. Sign up for it today. The next one is Thursday, February the 1st at 10 o'clock. And to sign up for it, you just have to simply call Michael's offices at 214-720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com to attend these workshops. And they're very helpful, meaningful, two hours for free, and you will not regret it. Michael, you've been doing them for over a decade now. Tell everybody about them. Well, we ask people, what do you want to know? Now, I don't remember in any of the workshops that we've been doing for over 10 years now, anybody asking about a pet trust. It's a yeah, but... You know, since pets are a member of the family, in effect, uh, then, you know, maybe it should be asked more often. Now, we do have people with estate planning with, you know, with pet trust or dealing with your pet. Uh, But in any event, we ask people what they want to know. Typically, it's about wills or trust or about Medicaid or public benefits or planning or preserving assets or protecting your assets or concerns about family members, whatever. But whatever it is. Each workshop is different. We ask you what you want to know about um, those areas, and then we proceed to answer. We write the questions on a board, and we proceed to answer those questions. Uh, We may have a – we always have a small presentation that a lot of times I'll just weave it into the questions if I see it's something that's a common question. That's good. But you'll learn not only from what your question is to make sure that whatever's bothering you gets answered – but also you'll learn from the questions of others sure, uh, and things that you probably never even thought about. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, I didn't know that. Or it may apply to a neighbor, a friend. You never know. That's relative. right. And so um, anyway, we th- you go to this free estate planning essentials workshop. And if you go to the free estate planning essentials workshop, we also give you a one-hour vision meeting. At that vision meeting, we have, you know, it's free. You go into your own particular situation in more depth and see if there's something that um, is bothering you that you could plan for differently or if everything is fine, and I'll just tell you whatever it is. It's free, so you get three free hours of legal education without any legal obligation. To do that, as you mentioned, Don, is to call 214 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. And I think you're going to have a good time. I always make three promises that, number one, you're going to see that the time flies by, number two, that you're going to learn something, and number three, that you're going to have some fun along the way. No doubt about it. Um, They're great workshops. You will not regret it. Attend his next one on Thursday, February the 1st at 10 o'clock. And um, you'll see for yourself what I've been talking about for over 10 years now. We're just so grateful for Mike and his expertise and his diligence to stay on top of the law to help you so that you can rest at peace knowing that your state plan is current and comprehensive. Um, Whenever it happened, Michael, pre-Michael Cohen, I think, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I remember Leona Helmsley. I don't know why I remember her name. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but... That's when I first saw that there was a dog who was going to inherit all this money when she passed, like millions of dollars. Right. She passed, and the dog did. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. and there was also a case in France or something, a famous designer uh, a couple years ago, also over, it seemed like 
millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now, the problem with that is that beneficiaries could say that's too much. And mm. so the court sometimes reduced the size of the pet trust good. because it was uh, unusually large. And okay. that's exactly what happened in, in the Helmsley case. Oh. Uh, and they said, well, that's excessive. Okay. Uh, and so some people, you know, really have really want to provide for the, their pets because that's right who they care about. And, you know, and I, sh- I should also mention just now getting back to switching gears, uh, when you get older, they're the pets are often, especially if you're alone, it actually helps you. Big time. Uh, um, the socialization mm-hmm. uh, is helpful for people um, in many ways. Mm-hmm. So some people even say it helps stave uh, start, uh, people with dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides uh, the just having s- some live being. There's nothing uh, like it. Um, yeah. It's unconditional love. Yeah. These dogs have no memories. They're just there to help you and love you and want to be loved too. And people who have dementia, as you mentioned, who are just struggling, have special needs, these animals can really help them. Yeah. And then you have to think about also like things like what if the caregiver has to go on vacation and mm-hmm. boarding and it's good. Uh, I you know, is there an alternate, or do they need to? What are the expenses? Is there pet insurance? Uh, I know one of the persons in my office, their dog cost them two thousand dollars for going to a pet hospital just recently. Oh my gosh! Um, I know when we boarded a a, a cat. Uh, this is years before this these cats that mm-hmm. we have. Uh, there was this really fancy gorm. Uh, I'll say a place they had their own scratching pose. Mm-hmm. They had a little TV, probably with a bird. If it was an older uh, cat, I guess it was watching the. NBC Peacock. Uh, the, uh, so they had a little remote control probably with right. a cat paw on it. Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> so you could you have to think about, okay, what about vacations? What if the person's disabled? What if there's a, is there an alternate? Who's going to monitor? Is there uh, certain toys? Is there certain conditions uh, that we talked about before? And so you have to think about all these different things. And there's a whole laundry list of things you could think about. And then you put in your pet trust, uh, particularly if you have a living trust or perhaps in in your will. It Mm -hmm. really depends on what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, there's a statutory form. There's also uh, which Texas has and probably most states have. Uh, You could have your own revocable trust to get more detailed. It is much more detailed if you have your own to be more specific, uh, or you could have it in your will, uh, but it could take a little bit of time for probate. Excellent. Very helpful, Michael. Uh, Attend Michael's next workshop to get all of your questions answered. Uh, He is superb. That's an understatement. I've known him for so long now, and you will not regret spending the time of driving to the workshop on February the 1st, attending it, and then leaving it. I guarantee, and you'll get a KWM coffee mug, you'll get donuts, you'll get all kinds of things. So um, attend it and dial 214-720-0102 to call Michael's offices to be signed up or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael is our Dallas Elder Lawyer, and we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don.
leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. The talk show host on 770 KAAM since 2013, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it's done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.